And welcome to another new edition of the Goshen News Sports Podcast. Talking to you is Goshen News Sports Editor Austin Hoffman. With me as always, or most of the times, Goshen News Sports Reporter Evan Leepak. I should say, the times that he's been an employee of the Goshen News, he has been here. So, I've been here physically, mentally, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. Not every, Maybe not every Tuesday. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good today. You, so. You've been sitting in the chair across from me every every week, so that's good. Um, what do they say? You just gotta keep showing up. Right, half a life. That's right, half the battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we obviously had a lot. We had a lot going on this past week in the local sports scene. But before we kind of dive in to any of that, I'm just gonna give a quick uh, shout out and mention to uh, Jim Hahn, former Concord boys basketball coach, who has been a guest on this podcast before in the past. Um, his brother Bill on Twitter Thursday tweeted that Jim was, uh, quote, gravely ill and was uh, needing prayers and, and things like that. Nothing too specific uh, beyond that. And then a few days later on Sunday, uh, Bill tweeted an update that his brother had two positive days. Uh, he was doing better and uh, ended his tweet with, quote, life is short and fragile, love to all. Uh, so Jim, I uh, just want to say uh, that we, uh, you know, you, you are in our thoughts and our prayers right now. Uh, we hope you can get through this and get better. Uh, obviously, we don't have too many details on specifics of what is going on with Jim, uh, but hopefully he is getting better each day, and we look forward to a positive update on Jim uh, in the future. So, uh, Jim, you are in our thoughts and our prayers. Um, just wanted to say that before we kind of get into uh, the rest of this podcast. So, how long ago was he a guest on the podcast? He was on it last year, last March. Actually, what what did you uh, discuss with him? We we discussed the 1990 Concord Minutemen team. Uh, they were an undefeated uh, team that went to the state championship game and lost to Damon Bailey and Bedford North Lawrence. Uh, that was the uh, iconic uh, Hoosier Dome game, 41,000 people in attendance. Um, you're, uh, so. you're opening opening old wounds for some of the, con- <laughs> some of the Concord Well, it was, it was the 30-year anniversary of that, of that game, or that season, so I wrote a story about the team that year uh, because they are kind of a almost forgotten uh, team. They... Uh, they were the second time in three years they went to state. In 88, they went to the state championship game and had Sean Kemp. Uh, so everyone remembers Sean Kemp, obviously, because he had an amazing you know, NBA career and was mm-hmm. a freak athlete. Um, so the 1990 team kind of gets forgotten. You know, they didn't have Sean Kemp, but they had a bunch of great players. And then they go and play you know, the arguably the greatest high school basketball player in Indiana history, Damon Bailey, uh, you know, they are kind of the, quote, forgotten team of that championship game because it's remembered as Damon Bailey's crowning moment. You mm-hmm. know, 41,000 people in the Hoosier Dome and Damon Bailey, the you know, the guy who had been recruited by Bob Knight since he was in eighth grade, you know. so and Han, um, Han was the uh, coach for, for both, teams. both those teams uh-huh. at that time? Yes. So uh, there's two great two great teams. Uh I had, a, I had a great time doing uh, the story on the 90 team. I talked to a bunch of players, and uh, I think it came out pretty well. And uh, we had Jim on the podcast kind of to do an interview for the podcast that I also used for my story. So it was kind of cool. We kind of used the podcast to help, you know, with that story and linked the podcast uh, 
you know, in the story, like in the web story mm-hmm. uh, version. So, uh, yeah, so I, you know, I haven't, you know, really kept up with Jim since then, but, uh, you know, obviously when you've met someone and talked to someone for a story like that and you kind of get to connect with them on old memories like that, you know, you, you have a soft spot in your heart for him. And so I, you know, seeing that news on Thursday kind of hit me a little bit and I was like, dang, like, I don't want, you know, Jim to die. He's still in his, you know, still like 60. He's not terribly old, you know, he's still right. young enough. He's got years ahead of him, you know, so. Wow, so he was a youngster when uh, mm-hmm. he was the coach back then. Yeah, he still, yeah, he was probably in his 30s. You see those clips of him coaching on the sidelines and he's, you know, he looks young. So, um, Jim, you're in our thoughts. Like I said, you're in our thoughts and prayers. And uh, we hope you get better, man. We're looking forward to more positive upda- updates, like I said. So, anyway, let's uh, pivot to what took place over the weekend. We had the 78th running of the Goshen Relays. Kind of hard to call them the 78th annual because uh, there have been years where they didn't run them, like in like during basically during World War II and you know, a little bit before that. And then obviously last year didn't have the relays because of the pandemic. So this was the 78th running of the Goshen relays. If you want to be technically right. Be correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it was two uh, competitive team battles. We had Penn, Just Edge, Northridge, 100.5 to 100. That's about as close as it can get in track. And then St. Joe won Class B, 103 to 98 over Northwood. So, is it as close as it can get in track? I think it is as close as it can get in track. Like, you can't really get yeah, any... more than half a point or less yeah. than half a point. Yeah, you say. can't really lose by more than that in track. So, um, tight battle to stay the least uh, in the two-team competitions. And, Evan, it was both of our first Goshen relays. The other um, one was tight, too. Northwood, just five points. Yeah, that's uh, also very close. Yeah, it's not Class saying B. that that wasn't close. Class B. Yeah. Just not as close as Class A, obviously. Right, point five to five. So, uh, Evan, it was your first relays. It was my first relays. And uh, it rained all day. Uh, not too hard, but it rained all day. Uh, and uh, what were your takeaways from the event and the experience of the Goshen relays? What's, it was your first Goshen relays? I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I, you didn't do it last I year. I didn't cover them in 2019, so... No? Nope. That sucks. Yep. It was fun. It was a fun experience, so that was cool. It's always cool when you get to be a part of an event that's so storied in this area. So, I mean, almost 80 of them have happened. That's pretty awesome. Like you said, it used to be 40 teams, but 32 is not too shabby. There's still a lot of teams there, a lot of athletes competing. I really uh, thought they did a good job of putting everything together, Goshen High School, with everything that not only with, you know, we're still – have some health restrictions because of COVID, but obviously the rain was steady all day and we had to worry about that. But they, I thought they did a good job of putting everything together and I enjoyed every every bit of it. So I'm glad I got to uh, play a part in it mm-hmm. this year for sure. Yeah, every uh, everything was done by in six hours, which I don't know if that's a record for a track meet with of that size, but to be done, you know, they started at nine and they were done by three. Like that's pretty efficient, uh, pretty yeah. efficient day at the track. There's so. like no lulls, no lulls at all. Everything was boom, boom, boom. So that's yeah. the way it should be at a track, track meet. Yes. Yeah. You should tell that to the people who run them consistently, like all the time. Like, hey, this is how every track meet should look like. Please. <laughs> uh, for us, for the media's sake, obviously. Um, so I want to run through some of the winners. I'm going to do the class A winners from our coverage here. You get to take, tackle the class B ones because I'm going to need a break. You know, after I read some of these. So, um, first off, I want to give shout outs to the honorary referee, Larry Biller. 
Uh, he was uh, awesome to talk to for a story last week, and uh, he called me and gave me uh, a lot of praise for my story on him. He said I made his life, so that was that was a big uh, compliment. You know, mm-hmm. it's a big compliment. The man is seventy-eight. He has seen a lot of things and done a lot of things. So, and uh, congratulations to the relays queen, Sophia Koshmeter. Sophia Koshmeter. I, I tweeted Olivia, Olivia on accident. <laughs> And I got raked over the coals for that, and that's fine. Uh, but it was correct in the print, and it was correct on our video on on face on our website. So, congratulations, Sophia Koshmeter, on becoming the Relays Queen. Okay, let's go through some of the individual winners from our Class A. We had a clean sweep by Carter Bach from Northridge in the discus and shot put throw. He threw the disc 149 feet. That's pretty good. And he threw the shot put uh, 47 feet, 10, 47 and then 10 and a half, 10.5 inches. So, so that's pretty good. Yep. That's pretty good. Yep. I mean, it won. Feet, that's, it won. Uh, that's a long distance. Yes. How far do you think you could throw one of those? A disc? Yeah. 50. 50 feet, that's 50, it? 50, I don't yeah. know. I think you can give yourself some more credit than that. 75? <laughs> can I get 75 on the disc? Maybe 100. No. You don't think you could do no 100, way. <laughs> 100 feet? Is the wind blowing 40 miles to my back? Like, are we going to get a nice wind boost out of it? I would love to see you try. We should go out there and do it someday. You and I should, we should do our own track meet. We should see who would win, like, the shot put the disc. Let's not try pole vault. I'm not going to injure myself. Well, I um, wouldn't want to do that either. Long jump? We could do long jump. High yeah. jump? <laughs> I would definitely out jump you. You could probably out jump me. You'd probably win all the, you would win all the running events, but I could maybe win disc. The shot put, you could probably beat me. I could probably beat you in shot and disc, yeah. yeah. Anyway, let's continue with the winners. Um, in the 4 by 100 meter relay, uh, each some of these relays have two winners, so each heat was a winner. Uh, so Tyler Hershberger, T- Taylor Tidwell, Ricky Lloyd, and Zach Howie from Northridge. What a 4 by 100 44.08 seconds. They were the top overall uh, 4 by 100 times, so congrats to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackson Miller won the 1,600-meter run in Class A, so congrats to him. Uh, that's also from that's a Northridge, yeah. And then uh, the same, uh, you got Til- Tidwell, Hirschberger, Ricky Lloyd, and Mason Floria won the 800-meter sprint medley relay. A time of one minute forty point three one seconds. So those were the individual winners from our coverage area in Class A. Northridge finished second, hundred points. Like I said, Goshen was fourth, fifty seven point five points, tied at Mishawaka there, and then Concord was tenth at forty four points out of sixteen teams competing in Class A. All right, Class B winners, Evan. I only have the Northwood ones written down. I'll be honest. Wow, with you. Steven, Steve, you're disrespecting <laughs> Stephen Plutt, who won the high jump. I know, Fairfield guy. Fairfield guy won Class B's high jump. I think everyone else was a Northwood winner, except Westview. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, won, four won, by eight hundred relay. So four by eight yeah. hundred meter relay of Andrew Cup, Caden Moore, Bremington Carper, Anthony Sanchez won for Westview. Time of nine minutes, point four nine seconds. All right, you can go through the Northwood winners now. Right. Our second place uh, in the team standings for Class B, the uh, Northwood Panthers. And you could see why with all the victories that they had. Uh, First one here, shot put, Brevin Miller, 46, or over 46 feet. Mm -hmm. 46 feet, 6 inches, or Mm -hmm. 46.6 feet. Yes. Either one. I think it's 46 feet, 6 inches. That makes more sense. And in the 4 by 100 meter relay, heat one. Ben Fatteruso, Joe Newcomer, Alex Escamilla, and Wes Yoder, they won that 
with a time of 47.49 seconds. And then we had, they swept the 1,600-meter uh, run, both Heat 1 and Heat 2. Jordan Burden won with 4 minutes, 44 seconds, or 44.91 seconds, I should say. And then Heat 2 was Brady Hunsberger with 4 minutes, 45.62 seconds. And then they also won the 800-meter medley relay, Heat 1. Ben Fatteruso, Joe Newcomer, Wes Yoder, and Cole Davies with a minute, 47.36 seconds in that one. Mm-hmm. Northwood was second, like we mentioned. Mm-hmm. West Noble, fifth, 71 points. Fairfield, sixth, 65.5 points. Westview was seventh, 46 points. Wabasee, 12th, 21 points out of 14 teams. So, not a bad showing top to bottom from our area teams. And there was a lot of other guys from schools we didn't mention. You know, they got second or third place in a lot of these races. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Goshen had a strong day uh, yeah. with some individual Personal records he said being set. Hogan so, and Johnson. Yeah, Hogan and Johnson and Concord uh, had a good showing. Uh, Anthony Roberts down the stretch almost won that sixteen hundred meter race. He was like point two seconds behind Jackson Miller, and then Hogan came in third. So you went Northridge, Concord, Goshen at the top there. Uh, so that's a good race. So yeah, um, good day overall uh, for the relays. You know. If it didn't rain, it would have been a perfect day, I think. So yeah, the press box was great. Yeah, Goshen press box can't beat it. Yeah, it's probably the best press box in the in the area. One of them, at least. So shout out Goshen, uh, always holding a great event. Uh, Thirty schools, you know, were there, and uh, I think it I think it went pretty smoothly, like you said. It was you know being done from by three o'clock, and everything kind of moved along despite the weather, and you know put on your ponchos and call it a day. So. Yeah, obviously it would have been nicer if it was dry. We had to wear, we had to wear those stupid ponchos, <laughs> you know. You said we looked like Smurfs. Uh, you look like Smurfs you look like from a Smurf. my vantage point. You look like a Smurf too, okay. The blue ponchos did not look aesthetically pleasing. You must have felt kind of funny when you were uh, interviewing coaches. In did your, I feel funny in, when I was interviewing in your, coaches? In your poncho. No, I was doing my job. So I do feel funny doing this job most of the time, but... Not not when interviewing coaches and ponchos. Not so, in poncho, it's too bad. Yeah. Anyway, thanks for making fun of my look. Um, <laughs> let's shift to baseball recap from this past week. And really, I want to focus on what happened Monday uh, because we had a little bit of a shakeup at the top of the Northern Lakes Conference. Monday afternoon, Wawasee just takes Northbridge behind the woodshed, man, and, and beats them 12-2 to in a five-inning game. I don't think anybody saw that coming. Uh, Northridge just beat Northwood over the weekend in a good game, a 3-1 game, and it looked like the Raiders were going to kind of roll maybe to a perfect NLC uh, regular season record. And then, sure enough, here come the Warriors, who had been, they had lost like four in a row. They were 4-5 and five going into this game. Struggling. Struggling, to say the least. And uh, they walloped Northridge 12-2. And with Goshen beating Plymouth and Northwood beating Warsaw, that creates a three-way tie. At the moment, as of this recording, a three-way tie at the top of the NLC. Goshen, Northwood, Concord. Goshen, Northwood, Northridge, all three and one. Northridge now has beaten Goshen and Northwood already, so that helps their cause. And then you got Concord sitting there at two and two after they beat uh, Mishawaka yesterday. So it's wide open. It's wide open. All of a sudden, like it now, felt, it's wide open. It just goes to show. I mean, baseball just doesn't make sense sometimes, I'll be <laughs> honest with you. You know, it it's like I watched Wallace on Friday against Northwood. Northwood's a great team, obviously. So, have, and they only, 
they Jacob Roush for Northwood pitched all seven innings and uh, gave up no runs, two hits. The Warriors couldn't get anything going in the batter's box. And then they had a tough time on Saturday, obviously losing both games. And then, But then they come back Monday and they score 12 runs, kind of an offensive explosion against one of the better teams in the area. So just, you know, you, the parity with baseball. You never you never really know what you're going to get. So mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see if that continues in the NLC, which, I mean, I feel like there's a good chance. I mean, there's a lot of pretty good teams in the NLC that can make some noise one way or the other. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and obviously, uh, you know, it was funny. Like Northridge had just gotten ranked in the top twenty-five uh, poll from uh, Prep Baseball Report. They were twenty-third. It was their first time in the rankings Monday, and it was like, okay, like Northridge, like here they go. They're eight and one. They had lost to Carroll. You know, that's not a bad loss at all, losing to Fort Wayne Carroll. And so you're like, okay, like here comes Northridge. They got Wallace on Monday. Should win that game. And then all of a sudden, the score pops up on the Game Changer app, and you're like, wait, what? Like I thought it was a typo. Maybe I it thought, was. Maybe it was. <laughs> it's a it's a lie perpetrated Northridge by actually won Wawasee. Too. <laughs> the athletic director Brent Doty is also the baseball coach at Wawasee. He's just going to say it was twelve two baseball win, uh, but yeah, that was shocking. Um, especially because Northridge had just beaten Northwood on Saturday, and I know Northridge pitched their number one guy Carter Gilbert against Northwood, but still, you thought maybe you know Northridge's second and third guys are good to beat anybody you know, in the NLC. So uh, it was pretty shocking to see that, see that result. Um, and again, it opens up the door, you know, who knows? It's long. You get each, everyone has to play each other twice. So it's going to, they're all going to come back and play each other again. Northridge so is uh, still the favorite. Yeah. Northridge say. is still the favorite. It's not the, the sky is not falling at Middlebury. Uh, but that was an eye opening result. And it, you know, for the moment it opens it up, right? I mean, if you're Goshen, if you're Northwood, the carriages are not stopping in yeah. Middlebury. Yeah. yeah. What, what are you? Are you trying they're to make still, like an Amish? They're still trucking what? around. Oh my god. They're still going. Okay. On, let's on the not. Side uh, I hope you didn't try to pursue a stand-up career at any point. That was uh, okay. That was pretty good, I think. All right. Evans here all week, guys. Evans here all week. Um, Unfortunately. Yeah. And then uh, quickly, a couple other baseball notes. When it gets to uh, the NECC tournament has started this week, and Fairfield for the second time this year threw a no-hitter and lost a game. Last night, Monday night, they threw a combined no-hitter and lost one nothing to Eastside. Uh, Blazers scored a run at the top of the seventh on a throwing error. So, a walk to start the inning, guy stole second base, and then a throwing error on the next at-bat brought him home. one nothing. Both times, Alec Hirschberger on the mound for Fairfield. He would have gone the full game Monday, but he got, had to be pulled out uh, because of pitch count. He reached 118 pitches. And in high school, once you get to 115, you have to be taken out of the game unless you're in the middle of an at-bat. So you can't, you know, like if you get 115 in the middle of an at-bat, it's, you can let him finish the at-bat, basically. But so the only reason why he didn't pitch the whole game is because he hit the pitch count number. So he had a, he's thrown two no-hitters this year, basically, and he's lost both of them. I'd be frustrated. Oh, a little, <laughs> little frustrated if I was him, for sure. I, like, what do you say to your te- – like, do you say anything to your teammates at that point? Like, hey, guys, like – can you do anything for me? Like, literally do anything would be great, you know? Like, that's well, insane. To be fair, in high school, they, they bat as well. Do they not? Like, Or is there a D- you DH? Can DH? You can DH the pitcher, yeah. Did he bat in the first game that you went and watched and he, was, he threw the no-hitter? I don't remember. I don't 
I think he did, but I don't remember. I was going to say he could help himself, you know. He could help himself, but so. he, I mean, <laughs> he's got to feel like Jacob DeGrom at this point, right? Where it's like I pitch, you know, I strike out 12 batters and I lose 2-1. You know what I mean? Like it's he's almost Jacob DeGrom. I'm saying he probably he's not, doesn't feel like Jacob DeGrom. No, <laughs> not comparing the, you know, it's apples to oranges, but in terms of the uh quality of pitcher and uh offensive production that goes with it, it's not it's very similar in that sense. Yeah, Fairfield's a young team. They're still trying to iron some things out and the biggest thing right now is obviously the inconsistencies at the plate so they've shown that they, they can score some runs they've won a couple games they when I watched them against Northwood they scored seven runs did a good job against them but mm-hmm. I'm sure that would have been nice the other day you know, <laughs> to lose one nothing because of a throwing area that sucks yeah <clears throat> and then uh last baseball team one hit on uh they are the last undefeated baseball or softball team that we have in our coverage area, and that is the Bethany Christian Bruins, which I don't know if that's ever been said. Um, they are 5-0, and granted, they haven't played as many games because of cancellations from weather and you know not being able to schedule as many teams and things like that. But 5-0, and they beat Triton Monday night. They're 12-2. Uh, they beat a lot of smaller schools, but they also have the win over Concord, which was a nice win. Concord's a, a pretty, you know, they're, Concord's not world beaters this year, but they're uh, way better than they have been in years past. Concord being 500 right now at 5-5 five and five is actually, like, almost a miracle like, compared to where they were at two years ago. So, Bethany beat them. I mean, this is a team, I, I, they're in a sectional with Fremont, and that's going to be really tough. And Blackhawk Christian is also usually solid as well. But, hey, the Bruins are playing about as well as anybody right now in the area. I would agree with that, Yes. Um, Thank you for your analysis. They have, they, have, uh, <laughs> they have a lot of great pieces. They've got some size and pitching and defense. They were very well-rounded when I went to see them beat up on Argos. Argus. Argus. Argus 23-1. to mm-hmm. The Dragons, you know. Yeah. But yeah, it was, uh, it was a slaughter. But they looked really good. Mm-hmm. And they have guys like Tyson Shupp, Beck Williams, multi-sport athletes who have been playing well. Ethan Boyer, he had five RBIs in the game that I went to. So they have they have firepower at the plate. I was impressed with their pitching. I mean, obviously they haven't they haven't had a lot of uh, success. They haven't yeah. had they haven't had too much too much success as a program in the past. So the fact that they're off to a five and zero start right now, who knows? I mean, that's they they could give you know like teams like you said Fremont, Blackhawk Christian, mm-hmm. good teams. They continue to play like they're playing. Who knows? You know, baseball's weird. Like I said, mm-hmm. you never know. So they yeah. could they could definitely make a run that sectional if they keep playing well like they have. Yeah, and obviously they had a game scheduled for against Fremont that was postponed because of the weather. So maybe you know their record maybe you know five and one at this point instead of five and zero. Oh. We don't know. We had, we didn't see them play the Eagles yet. Or six and zero. Oh. Could be six and zero. Oh. Could have been six and zero. Oh. I'm on. not saying it was. Come I'm not on, saying bro. it would be five and one. <laughs> But they are the last undefeated team from our coverage area in baseball or softball at this point. So maybe, maybe there's some magic in uh, over in Bethany, over the, in the Meadowlands. There's some here. Bruin magic. Yeah, how it's about it? It's a Bruin. How about that? Hmm? You like it's that? It's a Bruin. It's a Bruin. Get okay, it. softball. Let's talk about <laughs> softball. He's here all week, folks. All week. Um, uh, we had another undefeated team in softball. Uh, Lose their first game on Monday night in the NECC tournament. West Noble just moved up to number eight in the Class 3A coaches poll in softball, and they fall to Prairie Heights 7-4 to Monday night in the NECC tournament. 
They are now 8-1-1 one, and one on the season. Uh, they had actually played Prairie Heights about a week and a half ago, and it was a close game. It was like 11-10. Uh, so this wasn't a total surprise in that sense. Like Prairie Heights is playing better than their six and five record might indicate, uh, but it was still the first loss for the Chargers. A tough loss to take, obviously. Um, but they are they are they'll recoup. They're going to play some a consolation game of the tournament, and then keep on charging. Now they're still a force, and they're charging on. There you go. Unintentional. Um, I promise. Um, they're still going to be a force, you know, in their sectional. So uh, it should be should be interesting to see how this plays out, uh, and then Monday also we had Fairfield who is like red hot right now. They've won ten in a row. Uh, they beat Eastside, who's a really good team. It was a battle of one loss teams going into the game. Fairfield was ten and one. Eastside was eleven and one going into last night, and Fairfield wins. They are now eleven and one. Eastside's eleven and two. Um, Remember when um, Fairfield lost to? Northridge, 18 and nothing. Feels like forever ago at this point. That was, uh, neither do I, that's what I was going to say. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, a lot's changed since well, then. you were there, it was only three weeks ago. So. I mean, I was shocked by it, so it didn't make, and it makes sense that it was just a fluke, you know, the, the way they've been playing, because they have too much, too much experience, you know, they've got a lot of seniors, senior-laden team, and usually that bodes well, if you're going to have experience and stuff like that, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should be interesting. Um, you know, by the time this comes out, they'll probably have already played their second round game against Central Noble, who's also a good team in softball. So maybe Fairfield could, uh, you know, do some damage here. And even if they don't win this conference tournament, like they're going to be a force. They're, they're, their sectional plays out to where it's them, Central Noble, Westview, uh, Prairie Heights, and uh, LaVille. So you get four NECC teams in there. And then Lavelle over at Westview, so that's that's going to be an interesting sectional. It could be tricky for, you know, we got three or four good teams in that sectional, all from the NECC. And Lavelle, you know, they're usually pretty, you know, they're not doing as well this year, but uh, you know, who knows, right? So should be a fun sectional that one. I know it's kind of weird to think about sectionals already, but the brackets come out Sunday. The IHSAA is releasing the baseball and softball. Sectional brackets on Sunday. Might uh, as well since it's a blind draw, right? Right. 6 p.m. Saturday or 6 p.m. for the softball. You could do it like preseason, like before the season even starts. You could do it before the season even starts because it doesn't it's matter. Blind draw. Who cares? Right. So, um, yeah. So I I don't know why it feels like they're doing it much earlier this year than they have in years past, uh, but maybe just because of the pandemic and maybe wanting to get teams ready to go just in case, like if something happens. Um, trying to build up some enthusiasm, trying and, to get people ready. And I think, too, like part of it is now baseball teams, baseball teams more importantly can set their lineups, pitching rotations more than anything, not their lineup, their batting lineup, but the pitching rotation to like, okay, we know we're playing the Thursday. We're going to have to win three games. Let's get our pitching rotation in line over the next two weeks so we can be ready for that. Where or or if they have to just win two games where they play a Saturday Monday, they can get their pitching rotation aligned to that as well. Did that just come to you? No, I've thought about that for a week ish when I knew it was supposed to happen. <laughs> it's been on my mind for a week. Yeah. No. Yeah. The, no, but it, yeah. I mean, uh, that makes more sense than anything else. Right. You get three weeks now to kind of set up your team in baseball, definitely for that pitching run, especially too, because then if you win regional, um, you get. Uh, 
or win section, you get a two. You have to play a doubleheader at regional too, so that you got to balance your pitching as well for that. So, um, Northridge softball, they're good again. Still yep. good. Nine and zero, or they're not. I know they're nine one and one. <laughs> I don't think anyone's beating them in the NLC at this rate. I don't think so either. So, uh, anything else you want to mention from softball? I do not believe so. I know you've been watching. Well, you saw Northwood play. Yeah, recently, they're playing better. And they've, they've been playing better. What? What have you? What have you seen from them? Why do you think they've had a little bit of a turnaround here recently? <clears throat> they just. Uh, I don't know. They're like Morgan. Morgan, uh, Morgan Jane gets is hitting the ball well. She plays great defense. Uh, they just had a different energy to them. You know, they lost a lot of big games early. Like, a lot of games big early, you know, 22 nothing and things like that. But now mm-hmm. they, you know, it seems like they have righted the ship a little bit. They lost a game Monday night to Warsaw, which they led 13-9 going into the bottom of the six, and they gave up six runs. So that was tough. Um, but Northwood, you know, they're playing well. Maybe they, they play Northridge Tuesday night, tonight, before, you know, maybe they got a chance to play. If they play them well, maybe that's a sign that they're right of the ship, but we'll see. Yeah, if they don't um, lose like 15 to nothing, then maybe something's, something's going on over there in Napanee. Yeah, or Northridge is just really good. Something's in the water. Yeah. Uh, let's do some quick other miscellaneous notes from the sports world before we get out of here. Uh, Northridge boys golf is playing well. They're 5-1. and one. They won a nine-hole tournament, nine-hole match against Westview Monday. They also won the Whitco invite over the weekend. They've won two invites this year, uh, so shout out them. Quick shout out. Lakeland Boys Golf also playing well. They are five and one in nine-hole play, five and zero oh in the NECC. Their only loss was to Goshen in a nine-hole uh, at Black Squirrel, so a road loss. Mm-hmm. Um, they also won their invite over the weekend with a three twenty at Heron Creek. Uh, they appear to be the favorite in the NECC right now. Um, and then Northwoods Girls Tennis, they picked up another 5-0 win over uh, another team, Northwood. 5-0 overall, 2-0 in the NLC, ranked at number 24 in the latest poll. And, uh, you know, you don't want to peek too far ahead, but looking at the playoff brackets and how they go in tennis, this could be potentially a semi-state team uh, if, they, if they play it out. Uh, they only have a three-team sectional with Concord and Elkhart in it, and that's it. And then their regional plays out really nice to where, you know, they might have to play a Fairfield or a Westview. It might give them a little trouble, but it seems like Northridge will be the favorite until you get to the semi-state round when they have to go to a, to, to Fort Wayne and probably play like a Homestead team who's perennially very good in girls' tennis. Um, mm-hmm. So, just saying, I'm not, I'm not saying, but I'm just saying. But I'm saying. Northridge. Girl, like, Northridge is going to, you know, they could win baseball NLC. They could win softball NLC. They could win Girls tennis, NLC. They could win boys track, NLC too. A force in spring. They're sports. a force right now in the spring sports worlds, and they could win boys golf, NLC. They're the probably the best team in the NLC. Them and Warsaw, the boys golf. That's right. They might win. They might. I don't know if they're going to win girls track. Warsaw's pretty good in girls track, but they might win five of six. Makes sense that they made that uh, beautiful athletic complex. Got to live up to it, you know. Yeah. Got to have some good programs, and they certainly have shown that at least in the spring so. yeah all right you got anything else you want to mention about uh anything about anything yeah. or sports related high school sports in general high school area, college area sports you want anything before we get out of here nfl drafts on thursday who goes first i wonder this guy named uh trevor lawrence maybe yeah he sounds like he's okay what position does he play he's decent i think he's a punter is yeah. it really? Wow. <laughs> he looks great to be a punter. You know, usually punters are kind of oh, different looking guys, but 
Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is going number one quarterback. They're going to pull a fast one. Kyle Pitts, number one overall. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. They're going to draft. Uh, I don't even know who the top Mizzou player in this draft is. I wish I could pull a Mizzou player out, but I can't. So Feels good picking 32nd in the first round, unless they move up, which they could, but I don't think yeah. they will. The Bears are at 20, and I don't know if I care. You should. No, I don't. I can't physically bring myself to do it. Kadarius Tony. He could pick, but I mean, I think that's a good pick. That would be a good pick for your offense, and he's probably going to be available around that yeah. 20th pick, probably. So don't be surprised. Kadarius Tony becomes a uh, Chicago Bear. Yeah, or Kyle Trask. He's a second round. The, the Bulls, the mm. Bulls, I said the Bulls. The Bears are going to reach on a quarterback, probably. Kellen Mond. Reach on whoever they pick. Yeah. That'd be horrible. Kellen Mond, dude? <laughs> no. Kyle Trask. They're going to reach on somebody. They'll ruin it. They won't get it right. They rarely get first-round picks in my life, right? So, you know, Roquan Smith's about the only one they've gotten right in the last five years, six years. So, anyway. Andy Dalton needs some weapons, bro. No, he doesn't. <laughs> Andy Dalton needs to retire is what happens. Um, well, that's not going to happen. I know. So. Anyway. We'll wrap it up. I know we probably went a little longer than expected. Sheila's probably sitting over here like, what the heck, Austin, wrap it up. Uh, that's a new, another another new edition. That's of new the another, Sh- new another edition. That's another new edition of the Goshen New Sports Podcast. Thank you to everybody for listening this week. We'll be back next week with a recap of another busy high school preps week. A lot of stuff going on. The NACC tournament's wrapping up in baseball and softball this week. NLC games, you know, crucial NLC games and all sports. Notre and, uh, Dame spring game. Notre Dame spring Saturday. game on Saturday. Um, talk about the Irish. You'll be there, so we'll talk a little bit about that. And it uh, should be a fun week of local sports. We look forward to recapping it all next week.